Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Dead Trust. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> this is our Tuesday show. <laughs> My name Tuesday is Tuesday the 20th. There we go. Tuesday the 20th of some month. <laughs> I'm Hammer. This is Gnome and Dusty. How are you guys? What up? Feeling? What's hey, up? Here, here. What's up? That's another day. Another yeah, day. Right? Yep. Just when you <clears throat> think it can't get any stupider. Yeah, I was watching billionaires blast off into space oh yeah it was very realistic this is yeah i mean narrative they, my whole life um i've saw better uh better graphics on uh earlier versions of uh sim city but uh you know <laughs> it is what it some is playstation 2 graphics man yeah exactly like commodore 64 <laughs> yeah it's in like cities. playing playing grand theft audio in the 2d version where you've got the uh uh, you steal cars the eagle eye yeah yeah you got like the eagle eye view of it and everything that's kind of oh man it was i i don't know i i knew i just knew like the graphics were going to look horrible and especially like everything that i've saw with um oh god who does musk have uh bezos is blue horizon right and then yeah. musk is uh, spacex spacex and then virgin galactic so i know all the uh the spacex rockets that that return down they always have that glitch or <laughs> something in the computer screen <laughs> and sure enough <clears throat> yeah the, yeah but the, we had the, the same thing helium filled tube time yeah we had the same thing happen here today when i was watching it and uh you know it comes down and uh there's a a little you know like uh three frame blackout and then when it does come back in there's just smoke everywhere and yeah nobody's (laughs) and they were acting all super excited when they uh came to get him back out i just i'm not buying any of it um It, and it really makes me think, is this just uh, one of those things to uh, try to get our minds off of everything that's going on before something comes down? Because you've got two billionaires going into space within, what, 10 days of one another? Uh, yeah. Or supposedly going into space. But uh, What's his name? Virgin Branson. He, he, yeah. He did a stunt like this over a decade ago. Yeah, like he already yeah. did this like you know, the parabolic arc or whatever his vomit comet trip. Yeah, acted like he went out of space and came back. It was it was just a complete rehash of the same the same shit yeah. he did a long time ago. Yeah, it was. But I don't, look how I don't much know. fun you can have if you're a billionaire. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty exactly. much what I gathered yeah. from it. <clears throat> All you plebs will never get to go to space. Look at me. Well, there yeah. was that that one kid that got to go up with him, an eighteen year old, and then there was a, a like an eighty year old woman, and she apparently is the oldest person now to have gone in space. But she was training during like the Mercury or the Gemini missions, and uh, since she wasn't, all the females that were uh, training, I guess since they weren't test pilots, that's why they were never chosen to go up then. Um, but with that 18 year old that got to go up this kid uh they said something that i it just struck me as kind of odd apparently somebody else was supposed to go up in his place and they backed out 
So <laughs> never take anybody's spot in an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> tragic exactly. music deaths have taught us anything. Yeah. If you're like, oh, it's your lucky day, you get to be on the plane. Just walk away. Yeah. Get on yep. the bus. Walk away and get on the bus. Right. But with that, like, who in their right mind would back out of a chance to actually go up into space? Um, there was just something to that that immediately I thought maybe this guy wasn't on board to, uh, you know, tell the lie of what, right. you know, it, he actually saw when they went up. And um, another thing, that because I was watching it on Fox News, and they had an astronaut that was on there, and it was a woman. And I forget how many times they said that she'd been in space, but she was telling her story the first time that she ever got to go up, right? And this is, this is what struck me as just odd. She said that she got up and she was having to deal with things like shutting down the APU and uh, doing all this other stuff. And she said that one of uh, the other people that was on the shuttle um, said, hey, look out the window. This is uh, going to be the, the first sunrise that you ever see in space. And she said, <clears throat> you know, with all the chaos and everything going on, she said, I looked out the window and she's like, because it seems so obvious, she's like, the thing that struck me the most was I said, wow, it really is a ball. So she made it a point to say that on Fox News this morning during that. If, if, if they do any replays uh, from Fox News broadcast of this today, which I'm sure that we could find, I just thought that that story was extremely odd that <laughs> that's what she decided to say. Oh, the biggest thing that's stuck out to me was even though i know it the earth is round so i don't know i don't know what to think about that i mean y'all know where i stand on it <clears throat> that i'm more of a simulation theorist uh, i don't know what what we're on it's it's a realm of some sort ball flat i don't know i have no well, idea i think if you know anything by our conversations of discord today you know where i stand on the whole thing so no I, my well parents, there really isn't any yeah. election fraud I, I I'm sorry, but it, it just uh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's it. Yeah, I've not been in the Discord that much. My mom and my sister came up here today. Um, kind of short notice. I just found out yesterday that they were coming up, which I knew that they were going to be coming up to help me clean the house out and everything. And uh, so I've been kind of busy doing that. I haven't been in the Discord all that much. So what what was going on in there? Uh, just having a no. I'm dumped a wall of text. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I did. I wrote a novel, but uh, yeah. TLDR. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, give me the Cliff's notes of it. Cliff's notes of it. I, it's just me discussing how silly I think flat earth and shit is, man. I mean, I'm mean, just being honest. And I know oh, in our community and a lot of our listeners, uh, you know, I might be the odd man out on that. So, does, uh, did I, did I, inadvertently start this conversation with um Whiskey saying something beard. about it yeah, yeah well he, he's the one and then i made a comment about david wise so whiskey that, yeah no you start you started it all man you started so i started it. <laughs> yeah and i dipped out i wasn't even there to see any of it today i have to go well, back uh, and read uh, apparently i don't want to jump the gun but uh you know me and me and uh whiskey beer there talking about having a fucking debate on a podcast over over flat earth so oh really yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i like those guys have you listened to them 
I have. I mean, I'm the one I that's, have. yeah, I, I'll send them the invite. I'm, I'm in their discord. Um, I like their show. Um, they, oh, I do too. Been pretty helpful. Like I said, on, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, do, I, I don't, they, I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I don't hate anybody, uh, who's in subscribes the flat earth theory. I just, I personally, I think it's fucking stupid. I'll just say it. <laughs> I just think it's fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's that. See, that's my thing, man. Is is I know that that I I have some uh, theories and thoughts that that people would just think are completely insane. Um, so I, that's why I don't shit on anybody for what they think. Yeah. You know, well, like my my deal about it is, is I think almost the one of the I guess given some of the cliff notes at the beginning of the conversation. Yeah. You know, one of my deals on it was just. <clears throat> And I'll state right up front, you know, I I don't believe in a lot of the space flight shit. I don't think we went to the moon, you know, given that there's the uh, Van Allen radiation belt and literally no yeah. shielding and uh, taking a spacecraft with about the computing capacity of a fucking Walmart calculator all the way to the moon. I, I just don't see it. But they didn't know it existed at the time. That's how they got through it. Yeah. Yeah. And but see, and then there's also the problem with, you know, if you expose uh film which at that point they didn't have any digital stuff it was film yeah you expose yeah, film that's... to radiation um it destroys the negatives you can't use that film it's done yeah it's like destroying you know it's like exposing it to light in a dark room and fucking it up i mean it's it's no different so you know all that footage to me is bullshit but uh i don't think that because of nasa being full of shit which I believe for a long time NASA, it, you know, from the beginning was a money laundering scheme to uh, fund black budget projects for the Cold War. Um, <clears throat> I, I think that, uh, you know, that doesn't disprove, uh, you know, a, a globalized Earth. I think it's uh, I think it just goes to show that the government has a propensity for lying on a, on a regular basis. So, yeah. Right. Right. No. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, they, I'm looking back in the Discord now. Yeah, Jesus Christ, you did write a novel, and then I did write a fucking novel. Okay, you know what? I had nothing to do. I had nothing to do at work today. I was sitting oh, was in the my... uh, was the 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 pink hair or purple hair uh, secretary gone today? You know what? You want to know something funny? The goblin won't even come in. She won't call us on the radio. She won't call us on the phone. She won't even drop drop us off work orders anymore. My boss had to drop work orders off to us today. Really? Oh yeah, she won't even come in there anymore. It's like a fucking blessing, actually. <laughs> Best God, thing I ever did was tell her to fuck herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frankly, Lord. my boss my boss thought it was hilarious. I, I mean, it is pretty funny. When he. When, when he, when he Hey, uh, let's just put it this way. My, my other coworker, my partner at work, told me he called him on the phone over the weekend, that weekend, uh, to ask if he could uh, dispose of some fence out at our dump yard, uh, some yeah. old fence. And the conversation got brought up of what happened, and he kind of just goes, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's too good. So, I mean, there wasn't really much to it. Well, uh, real quick, because I see Mr. Hill in the uh, chat, I wanted to just let him know how uh, how impactful uh, he was to us on the show, at least me. Um, 
man i mean you've you've uh you've inspired me to quit smoking um been off the cigarette since the show went and got me some of these nicotine pouches and been hitting those up and uh i don't plan on getting back on the fucking cigarettes so uh thank you brother and uh hopefully it uh you know gives me a, a little bit of fucking longevity to my life in the future so uh appreciate it man I ain't quitting. <laughs> well, you're just a stubborn asshole, so I don't. That doesn't surprise me. Gotta yeah, maintain yeah. that Dennis Leary spirit before he. Who yeah, still? I, I I want to, man. It's just like I said, dude. It's it's one thing that's got to hold on me that uh, it's next to damn near impossible. The uh, the only thing that I really could could hope for would be to uh, like. <clears throat> catch pneumonia or something like that that would put me in a situation where i wasn't able to smoke for a week or two and i think that's the only thing that would uh help me to get off would it be like to go cold turkey like that and not not just be physically able to smoke um i've had that happen to me before and you know once i got better i picked them right back up but at the time that i was sick i, I couldn't smoke um so I will say one kind thing. I had pneumonia bad once and still smoked weed, and I felt like it helped. But <laughs> that's no, a different well, story. Yeah. yeah, that's another story there. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been sick in about a decade at this point. I've smoked cigarettes through every, you know, hitis, flu, whatever the fuck. Um, probably not the best idea, but like you said, I'm stubborn son of a bitch i'm not I just oh yeah dude i did there's one thing i can say about you as in the in the time that i've known you is you're one of the most stubborn set in your fucking ways people i've ever met and i love you for it but goddamn, i'm marking my own journey everybody else <laughs> is just in the way <laughs> so legit bat joe i know they're in vegas i listened to um God, I don't know which show it was. I was listening to one of them earlier today or yesterday, and I know they said that they was going to be uh, be on vacation for a week and not doing any shows. I think it was a Crow Triple Seven episode that he was saying that on. But I wonder wonder how Vegas is with uh, all the the restrictions and uh, things like that that are going on. I know Sergio from the chat. He and I were talking last night, and you know he's in L.A. so. He's having to deal with uh, with the, we, the masking up again, yeah. and you know, have dude, we have we heard anything out of Las Vegas this entire time? Is it possible no, that they've been operating as normal? Well, I've <laughs> I've, I've heard no, I've, Vegas. I've heard some things, um, uh, like uh, John Hoover and Jason Goodman, uh, Jason from uh, Crowdsource the Truth, they were in vegas a few months ago and it may have been like right when they were starting to lighten up on some of the restrictions um but they basically vegas pretty much shut down from what i gathered from what they were saying um so yeah i think they got hit pretty hard um and you gotta think you know i've never been out to vegas but i mean all the buffets and uh close contact you know that I mean, it's everybody's on top of everybody there from everything that I've saw. Uh, so I would think, you know, going to Vegas wouldn't be much different as far as like proximity goes on, you know, uh, 
I could liken it to being on a cruise ship. If, if you guys have ever been on a cruise, uh, that's something my that's parents, a redneck uh, that's a redneck holiday right there. Hi, baby, we're gonna oh, get dude. on our fucking cruise. Hey, <laughs> well, I went down to uh, the Bahamas back in uh, I think it was 2007. We went, and um, there were two or three family reunions on that cruise and it turned out to be a nightmare and uh it was the type of family reunions where everybody were wearing like uh the same colored shirt that had the name of the family reunion on it do you get what i'm saying jesus christ <laughs> johnson family reunion 2018 yes. that's about exactly. as like super normie as it fucking gets right there yeah cringe cringe level normalcy normality yeah, so- so they were um they were <clears throat> taking up a lot of the uh uh not conference but like party rooms or whatever and stuff so a lot of the ship was kind of closed off i guess uh i was fat back then weighed you know 400 pounds so the food was all i cared about it was you know you could just <laughs> eat 24 7 and they had like pizza bars and burger bars and taco bars it didn't matter Fuck yeah dogs. dude three in the morning you go up and and have uh one of your little filipino guys grill you up a hamburger made to order yeah man it was it, that was great that's uh, badass dude no yeah they, the, the food it really is i mean uh i know my like i said my parents they, they go a lot and uh actually my stepdad what he does is he's got a carnival cruise card uh credit card and he pays like all the bills uh that he has every month on that carnival cruise card and it just pays it off that way he can get the cruise points. So they end up going <laughs> for next to nothing or free just because he's, you know, running everything to that credit card and it's zero interest too, if he pays it off the same month. So he's uh, kind of winning on that right there. But, uh, man, speaking of cruises though, man, like there is one that I've wanted to go on. I, I, I will Alaska admit cruise. No, there's a no. there's a there's a metal there's a metal festival on a cruise every year, and it's uh-huh. like, oh yeah, bun- yeah, 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 it's like a bunch of really sick like fucking, you know, like Norwegian and Swedish and Finnish fucking like death metal and black metal and shit like that, and it's like, man, that's right up my alley. I go get it's fucking drunk, a, eat some food, and listen to cruise, metal. Though. You get I'm swallowed death- by the kraken. Yeah, Moose to Crackish, the lake troll will come out and get us. (laughs) I can't place this. This is grandfather's guitars. (laughs) (laughs) Went to a concert on a ferry that just you know went around in a circle and the Boston Harbor. It would have been like that, but for days. It's not a bathroom you want to have to use more than once. It's better than using bathrooms in Thailand. When you go to when you go to Thailand, they have uh, uh, I, well, what it is is it it's a box like it's like a fucking porta shitter basically with a bucket with a toilet seat on it, and you gotta Johnny pay the, the use, you gotta pay the use the motherfucker too. Um, it's like it's like dad. it's like five dollars a U.S. dollars worth of fucking uh, Thai bot. So that's like fucking insane. Like just to use a, a bucket in a box. The natives just shit in the street. My uh, my stepdad, he 
I can't tell you how many times he's uh, went on mission trips to Thailand with uh, our church. Um, God, he's probably been so at he, least 10 times, I would say. He wasn't there for uh, the lady boy hookers then. No, 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 no. It was all <laughs> mission trip stuff. But, I mean, he's he's came back with some crazy stories about stuff over there. Like, uh, I know that they were uh, with some uh, – pretty positive he said that they were buddhist monks and they were standing on a riverbank and the monks were talking to him about how <clears throat> they were communist on the other side and was basically talking about how <clears throat> since they were over there spreading christianity that if they were on the other side of the river they would be executed you know <laughs> it was just that river that was uh separating them um but I'm, I'm not sure exactly where it was they were standing, but I'm, I do remember a, another story he was telling. Uh, one of the guys, um, I think it was uh, a guy that went to the church named John, and uh, they had rented uh, mopeds at one point and were riding around, and, and John had wiped out on the moped, and he had to end up <laughs> going to the hospital. And, uh, dude, they gave – uh, he had x-rays like they they took care of some road rash on him bandaged him up i think gave him a sling for his arm because he messed it up gave him pain medication a prescription to leave with some antibiotics and and did a couple other things and he said that he had to pay cash for it and it was like 45 dollars us dollars after it was all said and done <laughs> just paying for all that but he did say healthcare. yeah yeah um and and i was like well was it you know this third world type uh no. care or treatment and he's like no it's like a it wasn't like a nice big hospital we'd have here but it was more like uh clinics that they would have or or you know uh like if we'd have like a strip mall clinics or something like that he said it was it was comparable to that but i mean it was uh it was clean uh, a clean place and steady art equipment and everything so but yeah that, <clears throat> that just goes to show you like insurance companies here you know how i think insurance companies just screw everything up with the amount of money that they're willing to pay out to uh to these hospitals and, and to the doctors uh and if it was a pay as you go type thing here i i really think that that would be uh a better system if we had that put in place i know you know having a heart surgery but that that all too goes back to you know the the amount of money and the indoctrination that these doctors have to have with going through school you know and, and we've talked about this on the show before um you know they, they break these guys down uh they're in crazy amounts of debt coming out and you know they've got to pay that off and then you've got companies like these conglomerates like ge and uh siemens that are making all the uh, x-ray equipment, MRI machines and stuff like that. And, oh, you know, the price tags that they put on these things, you know, I'm sure that it doesn't cost the amount of money that they're, uh, they're charging for these things to, you know, for hospitals to buy them. Uh, oh. I'm sure the price is super inflated, but yeah, it's just yeah. the system we have to deal with. Then they have to, you know, ration out, especially when you run into more socialized models like availability of these machines but i've heard certain uh, fuck i forget the country i want to say argentina probably not argentina 
Well, another example of uh, marketplace medicine, you know, you're spending 30 bucks to go get an MRI and it takes a half hour yeah. to get your results back and you're in and out instead of, you know, taking hours and hours and costing thousands and thousands of dollars <clears throat> just to, yep. for the fucking injection that you need to yeah. get an MRI. Well, like a lot of people well, go I'll... to places like Turkey, for instance, oh. and I, the healthcare is great in Turkey, believe it or not. And it's 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 just on par with fucking U.S. healthcare, and yeah. you can go hell. You can go get your wife some big old fucking titties from the plastic surgeon. Cost you like ten grand here, and it's like fucking a thousand dollars there. I mean, like everything is so much cheaper around the world that doesn't, you know, do corrupt shit with their uh, pharmaceutical industry and stuff yeah. like the U.S. Yeah. does. I mean, it it's it, and you'd be surprised because everybody thinks, well, okay, well, we're paying a premium in the U.S. because it's the best healthcare. It's like that's not really true. Uh, I mean, no. we're not the best anything in this country. There's, there's comparable healthcare uh, all over the world. And uh, and not just in we're socialized ranked. nations, and you can get we're like mid to late 20s something ranked for healthcare, or yeah. it might be even lower than that. Yeah, I mean, you can get healthcare perfectly fine. Uh, anybody who's ever visited a third world country and got injured or had got sick or whatever, go to one of their healthcare places, you'll you'll tell that uh, it's not exactly what people think. You're not in a fucking you know unair conditioned wooden box with uh dirty fucking utensils everywhere and yeah. you know whatever yeah. i mean it's 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 a healthcare industry i mean it's look it's... what i had to work with issues <laughs> <laughs> come on buddy well I'd, I'd heard uh something somewhere recently um talking about plastic surgery but it was either china or japan it may have been us talking about it uh, that they have like some of the cheapest uh uh, plastic surgery in the world and they're they're i think it was japan uh, they have like the most i, yeah, I would i would almost i would almost guess korea though because i think korea is even heavier in the plastic surgery it, than japan it yeah. may have been korea um and i don't know if that was a conversation we were having or if i'd heard it somewhere but i, we I do know it's one of those a few weeks ago i think yeah plastic surgery feds in these asian countries yeah yeah, the because I mean, to look more Western. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> eye surgeries and shaving, shaving stuff want it. down. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, a lot of these extremely uh, attractive Asian women you see, um, ninety nine point nine percent have had a lot, and I mean a fucking a lot of plastic surgery. So, uh, yeah, don't take and the attractive lady you. boys too. <laughs> even the unattractive ones yeah i mean that's that's the reason they can actually well one asian people have pretty small frames even guys but i mean having a fuck ton of uh plastic surgery makes you at least passable until they pull that donger out you know yeah. <laughs> uh, oh where do we move on from here jesus christ <laughs> Well, I mean, since well, we're I mean, on the since we're on the yeah. the uh, you know topic of degenerate shit, I've got a good article that falls it's, right. The world's your it. oyster, man. <laughs> All of yeah. my articles follow that line. Why don't you get yeah. us going though? All right. Well, for this one, a uh, a man snuck into a Norfolk uh, farm and had sex with a horse. Police said. 
The way he was able to put the reins on the horse shows he knew what he was doing. (laughs) Police in Norfolk are uh, looking to identify a man they said had sex with a horse at a farm in a town early Thursday morning. Around 4.30 a.m. in the morning, a security camera at Turner Hill Equestrian Stables showed the man in the horse stables. The man appeared to use... Use grain as a lure, and then one of the horses came out of its pen. Ah, According, ah, 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 <laughs> the man had allegedly turned off all the stable security cameras minus one, which caught the act. To have someone break in your barn, pick out a horse like it's a lady lover, pull her out, and maneuver yourself such a manner for self gratification is beyond me, Hillary Swar, the owner of the farm, told the newspaper, calling the man a sexual predator. The horse was not injured in the incident. Well, probably not. I don't. I doubt. I doubt that guy was packing yeah. something bigger than a fucking <laughs> horse. Or... Did the horse notice? <laughs> Authorities investigated the animal similar, uh, similarly the way that they would for human sexual assault, according to the report. He was familiar with horses. Norfolk Police Department Samuel Wed told the newspaper, "The way he was able to put the reins on the horse shows he knew what knew what he was doing." Swar has since warned the other area horse farms about what happened, the Daily News reported. The band could face charges including sexual contact with an animal and trespassing, with the possibility of others. So, uh, guys, if you, if you know any horse fuckers, you better tell the, uh, you better, you well, better tell them their folks, please. Yeah, chink, look out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hate chink. Chunk. Yes, yeah, chunk. 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 So, so yeah, anybody who grew up in the same area as an agricultural school, I feel like this is common enough around here. You know, every few years, some kids caught going into the cow barn, you getting caught cow stomping. <laughs> a bucket was found misplaced. Blah blah blah. It's yeah. Well, generosity. I was a landscaper for years down in uh, Charlotte, and one of the residential customers we had. I won't say his name, but the guy, uh, older gentleman, um, had like a little uh, Shih Tzu dog or some little like, you know, purse-sized dog that a woman would have in her purse carrying around. Me and my friend calls them shit, little shit dogs. Yeah. So he had one of those, but the guy walked, talked, and looked like Mr. Magoo and even had those beady little eyes just like Mr. Magoo. (laughs) And uh, super super particular about his yard and landscaping really is a a time is money job you know like if you you get in the the quicker you get your uh yards done the more money you make that day so it was a race for the clock and i would try to get in and get out of his yard as fast as i possibly could because the guys that were coming behind me were the hispanic guys they could always play the oh me no speak english and and pull that shit with him i could do that that. yeah (laughs) so i would if he would walk out like i would be in the backyard and see him walk out on his patio i would go to the front yard and and start cutting there and when he would walk around his driveway to the front i would go back to the back and i'd make him keep going that right there and and sometimes i guess he would get get it and or he'd be wore out from walking back and forth because i'm doing this like 80 year old man that i don't i'm trying to avoid talking to and he would just go back inside but then there was a lot of times that you have to talk to him 
And uh, same thing when my boss, the owner of the company, would uh, come out and do the residential yards. He'd be like, oh, you know, we're going over to his house. He's all like, so you just cut and I'll talk to him. And I'm like, all right, that is what it is. You know, he just, he would talk your ear off. But he got me one day and was telling me a story of a guy. And this was, uh, you know, back when he was in his like 20s or 30s. So um, 10 years ago, I mean, the guy was probably 70 years old. Um, so do the math however however long ago that was but he was telling me and how how this came up in conversation beats me but he had to tell me the whole story and without going into graphic details it was a a colored fella as he he (laughs) uh put it that wasn't quite right in the head uh that the the guy that owned the farm could tell his animals weren't acting right and so excuse me he decided to to stay out around the barn and he caught him going in there and making uh sweet passionate love to one of his horses and he (laughs) held him there uh at the the end of a barrel of a shotgun while his wife called the police and the mount holly police department or the gaston county uh police one of the two came out and arrested the guy and uh it was a, a big thing but yeah he was uh going in and and trying to pleasure the horse so but yeah the horse don't want the, that no the yeah. horse did not at all want that but but mr magoo thought that he should tell me that story so <laughs> man probably a couple of years ago there was a story around about 30 minutes away from my li- where i live where some kid Got caught by his neighbors fucking his dog in the backyard. So I mean, mm. there's a, there's all kinds of people out there, dude. I just uh, I don't know, dude. I don't understand it. Uh, bestiality. That's not something like, especially if it's something that's got teeth and can bite me. Um, <laughs> I don't think I want my privates dangling anywhere to where. Uh, any type of animal that's that's going to jump and try to snip at me you know i just how how do you explain that at the hospital you're going to the emergency room canine bites all over your dong yeah it's so do you not uh do you not get with any women who have messed up teeth uh messed up no i I try to go for the ones that have theirs pulled already uh, i'd rather i'd rather be gone than than have a busted up grill and remove the threat completely yeah thanks to corona um that's one of those things now man with the mask you just don't know um you know that's (laughs) that's something that you have to have to worry about if you if you're meeting a woman at the uh, local gas station she's got her mask up which honestly uh personally uh i don't think that i want to have a relationship with any woman that's going to be wearing a mask out in public anyway yeah i mean that's a clear indicator just to avoid entirely especially i remember i remember when crazy i remember when the uh the riots first started happening uh me and uh network um our mutual friends for people who don't know him um my real life best friend but uh yeah he uh we were watching that shit late at night on austin zone and i remember there's this annoying fucking twitch streamer thought her name's Bad Bunny. 
or some shit like that or ba- something, some bullshit like that. I know there's like some the, rap. The, I know there's some rap like bitch. that too. No, no, no. That's bad baby. Yeah. Same no, difference. This, this, then there's some big rapper guy named Bad Bunny or some shit too. But I, so uh, this bitch is, yeah. this bitch something like Bad Bunny or Bad something. I don't fucking remember. And uh, dumb cunt's probably what she put should yeah, be called. Exactly. She's, yeah, exactly. She's some Antifa slut. But <laughs> you know she looked pretty good. You know, and, and then I saw her. Because she was talking some shit and saying some dumb shit and someone linked something to her Twitch. And so I went over there and checked her out. She didn't have her mask on this time. And I was just like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, that ain't even look like the same person. (laughs) False advertisement, man. That's, you know, the same thing with the girls that take the selfies up here, you know. Um that's an automatic note for me. Uh, no, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, we've di- we've discussed it. It's they're called they're sifs. They're secret internet yeah. fatties, dude. They take yep. them fucking angle shots that make them look skinny, and then when you meet them in person, they're goddamn fucking snuffleupagus or some shit or that. I know, you know you're, that you're sitting around waiting for one girl to show up, and then here comes this fucking beached whale. And she's trying to talk to you, and you're like, "Would you move? Who, who are you?" <laughs> Wait for somebody. <laughs> yeah, don't bother me. I'm thinking. Like I can't see the entire other side of the restaurant. Would you take four steps to your left? <laughs> she looks like that bitch who ate the blueberry shit at Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, and, and oh blew yeah, up. salt, Veruca salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I guess Serge disposed of the body. I guess <laughs> never to be guess, seen of again. I yeah. guess Sergio was saying it's bad Barbie, I, but she spells it like B A H B I or something. Yeah. So it's like bad Bobby or something, you know? Like fuck, I don't know. I, I she's a you, trashy bitch, is what she is. So. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I was just is. gonna assume that. Uh, I think she started OnlyFans not too long ago, and <laughs> they, is she old enough she, for that now? Yeah, yeah, she's old enough. I think she might be over twenty-one now. Um, but I well, remember she got, some big old, she got some big old titties oh, on her, though. Yeah, I, I won't deny that. Um, I, ain't, I ain't upset about that, but she is a trashy yeah. bitch. Oh yeah, she's yeah. You could take the girl out of the trailer park, but you can't take the trailer <laughs> park out of the girl. That's uh, that situation there. Jesus, can you imagine? I mean, just the the way that she's shot into fame. Uh, if I was her mom, God Almighty, the the embarrassment! I I, I would not show my face in public again after it, that Doctor Phil episode. Yeah, she shot in the fame because she was like thirteen and slept with like two hundred guys already or some yeah. shit. It was like holy fuck, man! Like that was her. Jesus I, Christ! I bet I bet that yeah. fucking thing looks like the sleeve sleeve of a fucking thousand year old wizard, dude. That some bitch is just fucking hanging to the floor. <laughs> It looks like you could put a magic wand in that. Some, you could put a magic wand in it and wave it around. It'd look just like fucking Merlin or some shit, dude. Hollywood effects lost lost in the desert for a week and a half makeup. Yeah, I I couldn't get over that that fake accent that she talks with. That that street hood wannabe, whatever that is. You know, I, I just. Uh, oh lord yeah, yeah i'm gonna lose words at this one i just i, I can't do it 
But there, Fathers, there was like take care of your daughters. There, there was like a whole trend <laughs> yeah. of that shit for a while though. Who was that? There was like that other stupid bitch too that was doing that shit, and she was just like going around the the fucking black people on the street. Acting all ghetto and shit, saying the n word, and then saying, "Well, dude, my grand, my grand, my granddaddy black," and I'm just like, yeah, "Holy shit!" I remember dude. some webum of a girl who got her like 23 and me back, and there was some percentage African American, and she <clears throat> like turned into a black person. Oh my god! What was it? The politician that that completely was white and, and did the whole black thing. Uh, there was a documentary on her. Well, Rachel Dolezal, but yeah, she yeah, was yeah, the head Dolezal. of. Well, she was <clears throat> she was the head of the NAACP. Well, then there's yeah, that yeah. there's whether that Sean King guy Sean or whatever. White, yeah. Or Sean, Sean King. Sean White. <laughs> he's a snowboarder. <laughs> yeah, Sean, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's blacker than Sean King. <laughs> yeah, so that carrot top like Carrot top, dude. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that Sean King guy. That that's had discussions with black people about that it's like they didn't care <laughs> just thought it was well i mean fuck you whatever. you can be you can be 76 fucking you know genders with all these people why the fuck can't you be transracial fucking bigots yeah then they got that uk streamer who's like trans korean or whatever got yeah plastic yeah. surgery <laughs> to look like that one fag from fucking bts oh, yeah yes yes <laughs> i remember seeing all that well, you got Tim Pool too, that he's always pulling the I'm half uh, Korean card. Um, so I guess that, that gives him street cred. I've heard him say that. God, as far as I, but he's times. not making that up. As far no, as he's I not. Know. No, 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 no. He's not making it up. I'm just saying. We're just talking pulls, about transracial. People. Right, right. He pulls that card, though. I just, I, I want uh, some reason to kind of shit on Tim Pool. Just give me yeah, that. Well, every time I mention that, it's like, well, that, that means Asian people don't like you. And now that you've told everybody, white people don't like you either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if people look back at that one Ricola commercial, whatever the fuck it was, where they're like, don't be Scotch Korean. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. No, but that, right, that was back yeah. in was the Was that 90s. Ricola? Was it? Was it? I think it was like Ricola or something like. That. I thought it was like Skittles or something. It may have been. No, it, was, it was. I think it was Skittles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was. In I a thought kilt that was with hilarious. The red hair. I, yeah, I think it was Skittles. I'll tell you. I think the funniest Skittles commercial was the. Um, no, no, it wasn't Skittles. It was Starburst, the berries and cream Starburst commercial, with. Uh, it was this weird looking little guy that was all like. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. You guys not remember that? <laughs> oh my god, that it was the weirdest, creepiest thing. This was like early 2000s, I think, when that commercial was on. Uh, it was just, it was nuts. Yeah, I'm sure we can't play it here on YouTube, but yeah, go go and look that up. I'm sure there's a YouTube video of it, but. Dude, I could watch that uh that commercial a million times, and it we can we could probably do it. We can we can probably do a small clip of it, like a few seconds, without. Then there was a. I mean, I, I think Skittles has a history of making sort of risque commercials. There was one European one that it was just a blatant like orgasm spreading of Skittles on somebody. It was probably like banned on TV. Pardon me. What kind of Starburst did you just say? Uh, berries. And and berries. Berries and what else? In cream. 
Berries and cream. Oh, yep, what up? Berries yeah, and cream. Berries and cream. All right, we'll go ahead and uh, <laughs> go ahead and kill it there because I don't. I don't really yeah. want to strike, but you get well, the fair picture. use. Fair use. We could talk about it. Look at how weird that guy looks and stuff. He's a little Dutch boy. Fair use. Let's go like a stike. I'm gonna definitely clip that in a soundboard and just play it randomly throughout the show. Well, well, there, there were there were like two um two different versions of it, and uh one of them just the way he goes. Did you say berries? And and he goes, oh, like that, and just him doing that is what got me every time. So if you could find that one, that's that's the uh, the funnier one. But uh. Yeah, man, commercials are, are one of those things, dude. They, there used to be some risque commercials, um, back in the 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 nineties, up in the early two thousands. Uh, now I don't even know what they're selling anymore. Yeah, it's it's all gotten ridiculous, honestly. Like minivans and pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah, I can't believe yeah, the. I I really can't believe that that's like. There's a lot of things in the world that I criticize Europe for, but one of them I think is good is that uh, they they do not they absolutely do not allow advertising to children, and they do not mm-hmm. allow advertising pharmaceuticals whatsoever. Well, there's only two countries in the world that allow pharmaceutical advertisements. That's here and New Zealand. And I think that's insane. Like, what are you supposed yeah. to? Are you gonna come up with some fucking bullshit? Uh, disease for yourself and then go ask for the drug at the fucking doctor's office because I feel like that's what it promotes. Yeah, and any uh, negative news ever being heard over in these news stations about their advertisers and if you know their main backers yeah. are every major pharmaceutical company, we're never going to hear anything shitty about them. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, no agendas last episode. Either y'all listened to it at all? Yeah they were playing a lot of clips about Pfizer and um, some of the clips that they were playing uh, were basically, it was people that were shitting on the other brands of the shot, um, Moderna and um, I guess AstraZeneca, if it's still out, I'm not sure, but they were saying that they were waiting for Pfizer's to, to hit the market and stuff like that. But it's, it's, Basically, what I gathered from from all of that conversation was Pfizer has a bigger pocketbook, and uh, that's all that that was. You know, they're they're able to throw more uh, more ad dollars and things like that out. That's what happened with J and J at the beginning. Um, yeah, uh-huh. the bigger the bigger companies got together and created hit pieces about them. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, me and well, I'm uh... sure. Well, as you say, me and Hammer and, you know, off the off stream and stuff, we'd, we've talked about it. And our kind of view on it is, is like, well, neither one of us are going to get a vaccine, period. But, uh-huh. you know, you look at shit like the J&J, if everybody's talking bad shit about it and promoting everything else, I, I would almost say go out and get the J&J because the other yeah, ones like, absolutely had to because there's only <laughs> one of them. And it, they've actually been a couple of discoveries of these shipments of J&Js that have just been total saline. That's so what I'm really? holding out. Like, my mom got shot up, but she got the J&J. And 
you know, there has been her arm wasn't even sore. There haven't been any negative plus side the, effects in the wake. Plus, of that. the J and J is a you know, it's a tested it's style of vaccine. It's a yeah, traditional it's probably just vaccine. last year's last year's flu jab. Um, I mean, but it is. What else could you know, they base it on? These other ones are the mRNA, which is like a completely yeah. experimental technology. So I mean, it's like. Yeah. I don't know about you, but if if I was that. absolutely forced to have to get one, I would probably go with the J and J just because yeah, that's I, the I one everybody talks shit on, and it's traditional. So fuck it, you yeah. know. It's like, and <clears throat> I think that they may, they may have learned their lesson about the whole uh, fucking asbestos in their talcum powder incident where they were given women cervical cancer. Maybe oh, yeah. they learned their lesson, and they're actually trying to fucking do some good now. I don't know. <laughs> No, they just got in trouble for putting shit in their uh, sunscreen. They had to recall a bunch oh, of did sunscreen. They? Uh, well, yeah. maybe maybe not then. I know their band aids are good, but they're they're <laughs> fairly expensive. Uh, <laughs> do you get do you get the little ones, the cartoon characters on them and stuff? You get a little Dora, uh, I, Dora Explorer band aid put on your baby. If I could find them, I do. Yeah, Pikachu I actually, and Power uh, Rangers. Uh, had an issue with my foot um uh, it's about two years ago now and I, I came damn near close to losing my foot over i think it was a spider bite um but ended up getting cellulitis and my foot was huge i had to go in and have was it a, a um, was it a recluse bite no no it wasn't recluse uh they think uh have have I ever sent you the pictures of it no I'll, I'll send you, the, I'll send you the pictures later. No, it's not. Well, I mean, I've got some that are kind of grotesque, and then I've actually got the video of her jabbing the scalpel down in my foot to drain it and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've got some where it just shows that it's it's really swollen and, and like, bright, blistering red. Um, but it didn't have the bullseye or anything on it. It was more like a bright red, and the doctor thinks that it was a black widow. And that – I kind of think the same thing too. Like where I would cut grass, I would normally keep my, the shoes that I cut grass in on the porch outside. And uh, <clears throat> I can remember the night that I went out to cut grass. I just threw those shoes on. It was getting kind of close to dark. I, you know, I didn't have socks on and I cut the yard real quick and I came in and I remember my foot when I was in the shower, my foot was itching. And I remember taking like the, the loofer or whatever and scratching it. And uh, it just wouldn't stop itching that entire night. And like two days later is when the swelling really came up. And uh, uh, they said the the first time I went to the hospital, uh, the doctor was all like, yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking this is a spider bite that's turned into cellulitis. And um, she's like, if, if I would say anything, it's, it's probably a black widow. You know, the recluse would have like the bullseye pattern to it. Mine didn't have that. And um about a week and a half later, I go to uh, cut the grass again. This time, I was beating the inside of my shoes out on the banister, and a black widow came out of one of the one of the shoes. So I think that's what happened. Was uh, I stuck my foot in there without a sock, scared it, it it hit me, and that was that. But I never felt a bite or anything like that. But I do remember it was itching like crazy for that entire night. But, uh, I always get worried about fucking black widows, dude, because, uh, you know, at work, you know, we, we got those big orange fucking barrels and, like, the barrel yeah. weights and shit. And uh, I'm telling you right now, dude, you go and lift up them fucking rubber barrel weights that are made out of, mm -hmm. like, you know, cut-up tires or whatnot. 
Them some bitches, you can always tell, man. They'll be like these gnarly fucking nasty webs all over them. Yeah. And you lift them up, and there'll be fucking black widows in them, all like just tons. And it's like, yeah, they're shit. they're they're all in this area. Actually, my cousin Sue, that's in the chat. I remember when we were young. Um, she had one that she had caught and had it in a jar for a while because I remember they were um, like the the connectors that they used to uh, tie the railroad tracks together. Um, she lived right in front of some railroad tracks, and I think that's where she may have caught it because I remember there being black widows. You know, I'm like seven, eight years old uh, at this time, but uh, right in front of her house, I remember seeing them over there before, and I remember her having one for for a short period of time. But I've saw them. God Almighty, I, I know that I've got some down in the basement here at the house. I've seen them in the bathroom before we remodeled it in there. Um, so they're they're here you know it's uh just one of those things out in a rural area that you you kind of got to deal with even the city i mean i've i've saw more brown recluses in charlotte area than i have anywhere else yeah my uh my sign shop my sign shop at work where we keep all the signs and the fucking uh you know diamond plate backing and all the materials and shit we'll like open up those boxes for like the film for like street signs and shit and you'll actually see like recluse molts and shit everywhere. Mm. So them fuckers yeah. are around. Like they're then, but yeah, I, I never really see the the spider. I just see their molts everywhere. Well, they call them recluses for a reason, right? Well, right. yeah, yeah. They're well, really was... hard to spot up here. They're rare. I mean, I'm yeah. lucky that all the we got a lot of spiders for sure, but not very many of them are poisonous. Near all of them are non non venomous. Well, I was yeah, I was reading the other night. I get night. bit by spiders a lot, so I'm kind of lucky. I was Just reading the other night that, itch. like, for instance, in Michigan, I think in the past thirty years or something, there's been like five confirmed bites ever of a brown recluse. So, yeah. like, they're I mean, they're more of a they're more of a you know southeast kind of thing. Uh, they're not really. A... And, I mean, but you and uh, out by the Rockies too, but the hobo spiders they're a they're a uh, closely related to brown recluses they, they don't climb but your basement can be t- like my cousin out in montana his basement was infested in a, with them but if you you know you could still sleep on the couch as long as you didn't let anything hang off the side of it right it's <laughs> the rent i paid well you might die but yeah you could totally crash here yeah but yeah that's that's what they think that that bit me and that's that's what i think it was but i'll I'll send you some pictures here in a little while and i'll let you see it but my mom after when i was going through all this stuff uh like i said i almost lost my foot and i had an idiot pa at uh the hospital one of the local hospitals up here she decided that she was going to do uh, an IND, which is an incision and drain on my foot. And this is like the third time that I had been back to the hospital and my foot just looks like it's about to explode. And I even told him, I said, listen, if, if y'all don't cut into this and like drain this, I'm going to do it at the house by myself, you know? <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, hold on a minute. And she's like, I don't know what we're going to do yet. And then she comes in like three minutes later and uh, she's got the kit with her to do it. And she's like, oh, it's going to be just like Dr. Pimple Popper. And she'd never done an, an IND before in, in her life. 
she didn't take any uh, x-rays, ultrasounds, do any type of imaging. She just takes this scalpel and sticks it straight down into my foot. So it shoots up like a volcano, just like pus and blood. <clears throat> and she's draining it. And I started filming and I have her doing the second incision. And the second incision, she takes like a number 10 scalpel and sticks it all the way down inside of my foot. Cause you, you, she can hear on the video. She says, are you numb? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm numb. I can't feel anything. And, uh, she jabs that scalpel down in there to make the uh, hole bigger. And you see my leg jump and I'm like, Whoa, I felt that she cut my EDL tendon. So yeah, I've got, I was going to have to have surgery. But where I'm diabetic, I was taking a while take to the heal. foot anyways. Just take it. Well, yeah. So <laughs> what would what happened was uh, my like my little toe and the toe beside of it would not move. And I've got a video you can actually see my tendon. I'm trying to move my toes, and you can see that tendon like sucking back through the wound. And, uh, did it, it's, it's gnarly, but anyways, what they were going to have to do was one of three things. They were either going to, um, take and reattach some of the tendon to get my little toes working again. If they couldn't do that, they were going to use, um, cadaver tissue and, uh, go that route on it. Or they were going to take, um, where the tendon splits off, they would have connected like two of my toes <clears throat> it was really my my middle toe beside of my my smallest toe that that was the worst so they were going to take like my middle toe tendon and connect two toes together or take my little toe tendon and connect it with that to where either way i moved i would have two toes that moved at the same time um but in the i guess the 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 time that we were trying to get the infection to go away something happened to where either that tendon connected to scar tissue or to one of my muscles. And she was all like, you know, we were going to go in and do the surgery. She says, but now like the MRI, everything's kind of blurry on it with the scar tissue. She's like, it's connected somewhere. And I think it's going to be more, more harm than good to go in to try to fix it. So basically now I've got two toes that don't work. Um, still, super painful from time to time um you know, i would have sued uh, for malpractice dude no see here's the thing and and if i was in another state i would have been golden uh there's a cap here in west virginia basically like unless they amputated my foot that's that's about the only way that any attorney is going to take a case um the cap I think is either 250 or $500,000. I think it's $500,000 if you lose a limb or 250 any other, other way. But by the time the hospital bills were paid uh, and then the lawyer and me split it up out of that 250, there'd be nothing left, but they were like, yeah, it's hundred percent. You'd, you'd win the case. Um, but you have to have another doctor do an examination on you and write, basically right off saying that yeah you know she went out of the scope of what another doctor would do and stuff like that and that costs anywhere from 15 to forty-five thousand dollars to pay off that doctor to do it so that would have <clears throat> had to come up 
out of the attorney's pocket who's doing it, you know, basically like a pay as you go type thing. They would have to pay that up front and there'd still be a chance that I didn't win the case. But the thing that was really going good for me was I never signed a, uh, well, once she didn't go over informed consent with me, she just came in, said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And that was it. Uh, she started numbing me up and we went from there. The second thing was I'd never signed a procedural consent form. And that's what even my doctors, the, the, the specialists that I was seeing over my foot, uh, I think her exact words were, what a stupid bitch is what this one doctor had said about her. But she was all like, you know, when I told her, hey, this is how everything went. And uh, they even looked at my records and said, yeah, you don't have a uh, uh, procedural consent form in here. Like, did you sign one? And I said, no, I didn't sign anything. She came in, said, okay, we're going to do it was talking about Dr. Pimple Popper, how excited she is to, to do this incision and drain. And she numbed me up and started cutting in on me. So that was that. But yeah, it was kind of one of those, like if I would have been in North Carolina or somewhere else, dude, I'd, I'd be sitting pretty right now. Um, but up here in West Virginia, you know, it's one of the, that's why like malpractice insurance up here is dirt cheap. And uh, I think that's another reason why our medical system as a whole here in West Virginia is shit. Um, like if you go in and look at doctor's ratings, you'll find a lot of doctors were working in other states and they had, you know, some type of reprimand or, uh, you know, bad mark on their record. And then they end up coming and, and starting to practice here in West Virginia. So, Oh, that's <laughs> just the place I'd want to live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That. I know, the doctors couple... running for malpractice suits. Yeah. Can't get so... me now, motherfuckers. <laughs> sorry, not sorry about your grandfather. I, I told all that story because we were talking about Band-Aids. When I was going through that, my mom had came across uh, a box of uh, Bob Ross Band-Aids. And it's Bob Ross's <laughs> little Afro head. And it says uh, something about uh, uh, happy mistakes or some shit on the Band-Aid. But yeah. She's like, here, got these for your foot and sent them to me. <laughs> yeah, so I got yeah, some Bob Ross stickers back there. Yeah, I had yeah. a uh, I had a SpongeBob fucking Band-Aid on one of my fingers. I was drunk as shit at my friend Tanner's house. And uh, I decided it would be a good time to start sharpening my fucking pocket knife. And, pocket uh, whittler? I, I was running that fucking sharpener, dude, and I just like sliced my finger down to the fucking bone right at the knuckle and it was just like a big flap hanging off and he comes out with a fucking <laughs> i'm just bleeding everywhere and luckily i had a i just bought in like a bunch of uh energy drinks so i had like a fucking plastic bag and i swear to god i filled that plastic bag like that full of blood uh, you know because i was just drunk and i was just bleeding like fucking no other cut it that deep and then just blood being that thin and he comes in with a fucking SpongeBob Band-Aid. And I, I, I was like wearing a fucking SpongeBob Band-Aid while bleeding all over the fucking place. Like, you man up, pour some uh, some corn liquor on it and wrap it in electrical tape like any other uh, self-respecting man would do. I've done plenty of uh, duct tape fucking Band-Aids. <laughs> I have too. Yeah, that's why I just <laughs> use paper towel with duct tape. Band-Aids yep. just come off at work anyways. They end up wrapped it with duct tape. Yeah. So just oh, dude, it works, out, man. man. Yeah, that's, leave it that, that's it what those, bleeding. those coal miners up here would do, man. You'd see they would have uh, <clears throat> like the uh, electrical tape they would use in the coal mines. 
obviously the black tape, but it would have some type of white writing on the tape, like J and some numbers or whatever. But I, I just remember growing up seeing these miners where they mess their hands up. They they would have that uh, that fucking black and white electrical tape wrapping their hands up and stuff. What men do? Exactly. Oh, fuck duct tape. They rub some but, dirt on it. <clears throat> duct tape band aids work good, man. You know. Yeah. Hundred percent. They're just yeah. super glue. I've, I've stitched some gnarly cuts back together with super glue. Yeah. Healed. <laughs> oh, super glue works too. Yeah. I mean, that's it's pretty much what stitches. It's pretty much the liquid stitches shit is. It's just fucking yeah, super, it's just super glue. glue. I've, I've, I've used just fucking model <clears throat> super glue sometimes. Yeah. It's the only thing I got. Um, I don't know if it's a real thing or not, but I, I remember a few years ago I was seeing some ads. Um, of like some prototype uh stitches that was floating around facebook to where it was all like uh basically like a band-aid on let's say if i would put it here in my hand <clears throat> the band-aid would be on both sides and then it'd have like uh strips going across and once you put it on you could pull it and it would pull your your wound together tight and that was supposed it's to like be like a new skin or something uh yeah something like that and uh, like i said i don't know if it was a prototype uh that never hit the market or if it's something that's actually out on the market now but uh in theory i mean it was uh you know a, a cool little idea but i'm surprised they don't make shit like halo chest seals for like your just other stuff like your fingers yeah. or like band-aids you know what i'm talking about so. for like gunshot wounds and stuff yeah the, so like in yeah. in my in my eec bag i carry a surgical surgical kit and you know mm -hmm. like uh you know pretty pretty sizable fucking uh first aid kit and then i also carry halo chest seals for gunshot so if someone yeah. gets shot in the chest and they got a lung that's open you can just slap that shit on there yeah. but what what the uh what they they're I don't know how this fucking dark wizardry magic works, but I mean you can literally just have blood all over the fucking place and just slap that some bitch on there and it'll stick and it'll seal. So yeah, you don't got to clean the area up or nothing. I mean it's like emergency shit, you know. Saran wrap works pretty good too. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm surprised this wrap the torso. I'm surprised they don't make something like that. And they may they may do, but I mean just something that'll stick pretty much to any fucking surface, bleeding or not, or whatever, just for anything else. But did I I told y'all the the story about the the guy that worked for me, um, Coco with the, the Yoohoo bottles when all those Yoohoo bottles felt on the ground at the gas station? Nope, never heard about that. So. Oh, I didn't tell you all that. Jesus, I I don't know how I didn't tell you all about that. But anyway, <laughs> this, Dude, this guy. Shit runs together when we hang out. We don't know if it's yeah, I know, I know. We don't know if it's in private. We don't know nothing. Yeah, I know. But uh, this guy's name was Rufukio and um, worked for us for years. Uh, reminds me of Rufio and Peter yeah, Pan. Rufukio. Yeah. <laughs> Decent guy, but, but uh, we called him Coco. Bangarang. So we go to a gas station, and it was – you know how you've got the walk-in coolers where you could stock them from behind or inside of the cooler? And uh, sure. yeah. then there's the coolers that the front door will open and there will be like a uh, uh, a rack that you could kind of slide out and it would drop down a little bit to where you could stock the stuff and you would push the rack back in. 
it was one of those type of open coolers, I guess. And they had Yoo bottles. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about there, right? Yeah. I've worked at a yeah. couple gas stations. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had the glass Yoo bottles at the very top of this, this uh, cooler. And I was standing about 20 feet away from him getting something. <clears throat> and he reaches in to grab that bottle of Yoo and that whole shelf comes out and like 75 yoohoo bottles just crash in the floor at his feet and he's holding that, that cut one him the fuck up then <clears throat> no 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 he had he, he, mexican landscaper so he had on thick jeans probably a flannel shirt and a bandana on with cowboy boots in 110 degree weather uh, <laughs> he's like a fucking you know, he's a he's a bitesa yeah mexican <laughs> cowboy so he's holding that one Yoohoo bottle and the woman at the register is just looking at him. And what does he do? Because that shelf's still there. He just drops that last Yoohoo bottle. It crashes <laughs> in the floor. And then he walks out. I set my stuff down and I walk out too. I was like, yep, we're dipping out. You know, <laughs> <So> <laughs> have fun with did. that. Yeah. We, we left there and we didn't go back to that gas station for months, but, um, one good thing about my boss was he left the old telephone number that we had on the side of the truck. It still had the uh, name of the landscaping company, but it was a number that he'd had like 10 years ago. So he's all like, well, if anybody did, uh, does have a complaint on y'all, they can never actually call and get us. So he's all like, you know, the, the old number at the old shops on the truck. So don't worry about anything. So we never got a call about the Yahoo's obviously, but um, this guy, cut his finger off uh we were at a school in charlotte jt williams middle school and it was about a week before school started and um that we had this guy named jose come up uh jose had just started working for us and the hispanics that we had like these guys could screw up a part on a lawnmower break it in a way that was like almost impossible and i don't know they they would mess up the weirdest stuff like i could beat uh, one particular part with a sledgehammer for days and it wouldn't break they would get on a mower for 10 minutes and somehow this part that should never break breaks that was just how it was with these guys it break yeah more me no say i don't know so <clears throat> It's me and Coco and Jose. I have? <laughs> <laughs> me, Coco, and Jose were at JT Williams Middle School, and I'm out back cutting a soccer field. And Jose should have been weed eating, and Coco would have been in front cutting like their practice football fields. And I look up and I see the lawnmower coming down towards me. And it gets a little closer, and I see that it's Jose. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, why is he on a lawnmower? He'd never been on a zero turn before in his life. So I go up to him, and I'm like, I'm yelling at him I'll, uh, right offhand. Don't ask him, what are you doing, you know? And, and he barely spoke English at the time. And they would try to say my name, to say Dusty, but they would go, Yosty. And he's like, oh, Yosty, it's no bueno, it's Coco. And I'm like, I'm like, what? and he's he is still me d in, in spanish i know so he's telling <laughs> he's telling me in spanish that coco's cut his finger off i don't speak spanish at the time 
And uh, I'm like, I, I don't know what you're saying. And he goes, no, 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 Coco, the finger, it's no mas, it's no mas, like that. And I'm like, So I go, I'm like, where is he? He's on the truck, the truck. So I, I hightail it up to the truck, and there he is. And he's got a wife beater on. Like it was a gray wife beater, and he's got his his uh, hand wrapped up in the bottom of his shirt, and he's kind of bent over. And this is a dark Mexican, and dude, like he he was like a gray skin color, it looked almost like an alien gray. And I was like, <laughs> "Let me see it, man." And he un, undoes his shirt, and I see the finger, and it had been cut off, like right here at the tip of his nail, at a diagonal down to his first knuckle. And dude, I just immediately, I saw it and blood squirted and I went and I just threw up like just, it wasn't the blood that made me throw up. It was just the thought of seeing something that should have been there that wasn't there anymore. So I could tell it was a clean cut. And I said, do you still have the finger? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah. He reaches into his watch pocket and pulls out the tip of like a, a plastic Walmart bag. And that's what he's got his finger wrapped up. Tied it off like a like a no, no, no. Bag. yeah <laughs> yeah it's just tied bag. off right there and uh so i knew that i'd saw oh, the I janitor <laughs> i saw the janitor at the school earlier and this is about like four or five o'clock in the afternoon and i go and i walk into school and i find him and i said uh hey man is is uh the ice machines in the cafeteria up and running he's like yeah yeah he's like it's hot out there today ain't it and i'm like yeah I said, but uh i just need a like a cup of ice i said one of my guys just cut his finger off and he's like holy shit and takes off running i was like oh dude we ain't gotta run like the day go get done. the speed just... patrol they gotta come yeah. and help so then i call my boss and uh he he at first he don't believe me. i'm like paul uh coco cut his finger off what do i need to do should i call 911 should i take him to the hospital like what and he's all like oh dusty quit playing i'm like Okay, so I'll ask you again. What do you want me to do? And uh, we had to go through that roll about a minute or so. And he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, I'm dead serious. His finger's cut off, dude. And um, he's <laughs> like, let me, let me. with you. This is the funniest yeah, joke ever. <laughs> I know. He's like, well, let me call Tanya, which was his wife. And he called Tanya. And uh, he's like, Tanya's like three or four miles up the road. Just have him sit there in the truck. And uh, she's going to come get him taken to the hospital. I said, all right. So I explained to him, I said, sit, sit on the, you know, you know, either in the truck or on the lawnmower, just sit here. Tanya's on the way. And, uh, this is back in the days when we had Nextels and I went back to cutting grass and, uh, my Nextel starts chirping and it was time. Right, that stupid like, radio. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Which, I mean, being a landscaper dude, completely like, uh, I don't know what a good word. They they were efficient, I guess. It All was right. really easy to use those doing what we did, you know. Um, but she she chirps me and she's like, Where's he at? And I said, He should be sitting on the lawnmower at the truck. And she's like, The lawnmower is not even here. And I was like, I don't know. So I go and he's cutting grass. And I'm like, Coco, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, him. Tanya's here. Yeah. And so we get back over to the truck and I'm talking with him and Tanya and Tanya's like, what are you doing? He goes, Oh man, I like to cut. And I was like, <laughs> fair enough, you know? bro. Yeah. So He's long story. Money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, long story, man, they, they, 
weren't able to reattach it. What he did, it was a Gravely lawnmower that had a hydraulic deck on it. And uh, down at the bottom, like, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like the black rail that has the silver tube that would go in and out, like to lift the deck that moved what the hydraulic. It it, ooh, no, no. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know what those are called. I mean, it wasn't a pump, but it was like a cylinder, you know, that had a, uh, that bar that went in it. But anyway, oh, it's a hydraulic yeah. piston. Yeah. Okay. So uh, on that bar, um, there were spacers and uh, you would put those spacers on there in case you accidentally hit the, the hydraulic lever so you wouldn't scalp a yard. But the way they designed it was horrible. It was if you pulled the lever, the lever was right at your hip. And if you pulled it back, it would lift the deck up. If you pushed it down, it would drop the deck. It should have been reverse. What he did was he went down to reach to pull one of those spacers out so he could cut shorter on that field. And his hip hit the, uh, the lever and it pushed it down and it pinched that hydraulic uh, the piston there pinched his finger off and they weren't able to reattach it or anything like that, man. But, uh, but yeah, dude, he, he just went straight back to work. And after I left him alone, uh, and he was out for a while. And, uh, like I said, they, they couldn't reattach it. They basically sawed his bone down to the first knuckle and then pulled the skin back over it and, uh, sewed him up or cauterized it or did whatever. But, uh, he had to go through all kinds of rehabilitation for that just to get that finger working again so he could run a weed eater. Shit. Uh, yeah. I mean, like crazy, crazy amounts of uh, like three days a week type rehab just just to move his index finger. I've seen some pretty but, uh, gnarly shit in construction, dude. Uh, we had this old man. Uh, we called him Fildo. He's an old Polak, Phil Frost, that motherfucker. Oh, you've you... talked about him before, yeah. Yeah. Fildo. Yeah, Fildo. That motherfucker, funniest son of a bitch I've ever met in my entire life, dude. There's no way that guy couldn't light a room up and just make everybody laugh. He's also the biggest drunk I've ever <laughs> known in my life. Right, yeah, you got him the gallon of Yeah, I got him the gallon label. of black velvet for yeah, uh, yeah, velvet. yeah, Yeah, for his retirement, you know. And he sent me a picture of him in right. underwear, in nothing but tidy whitey right. underwears with a blow up doll. This fucker's nuts, dude. Like, he's, oh, he's, that, he's, that detail was left out of the last story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, he sent everybody at work that picture. So it wasn't just me. <laughs> Enjoying retirement. <laughs> but it, he had a joint in his hand, the the black velvet in one hand, and then in his tidy whiteys with a fucking blow up doll. It was just oh, like, God. You have to know Phil, man. This guy was this guy was fucking crazy. But uh man, we were out on the job one time doing an asphalt job. And uh he was just kind of standing on the side of the road bullshitting. And uh our roller guy was he was cocked back like that, looking behind him, making sure where he's going, where he's rolling on the path. And he didn't see Fildo standing there, and Fildo wasn't paying attention. He was jacking his fucking jaws like usual, you know, talking shit and bullshitting. And his foot was standing out in the road. And this fucking giant roller <laughs> ran his fucking foot over all the way to the shin and crushed his foot. I, I mean, steel toe and all, just, just crushed his fucking foot in the dust. I mean, just crushed it flat. 
and uh dude he was out of work for it, it was almost a year i mean it, it like it, yeah. it was insane he had to go through all kinds of fucking rehab and stuff and he never did walk the same and one of in his foot that got crushed was about three inches shorter than his other foot after that from then on wow. I mean, they just had to like do a bunch of surgery and stuff and everything else that was one of the gnarliest shit i've ever seen dude just someone getting kind of like foot kind of like christopher uh lloyd on who framed roger rabbit yeah ran over with the steamroller what a great yeah. movie who framed roger rabbit um the other the Bob other really Hoskins. the other really fucking bad one that we saw was uh this guy was and uh, just as a reference anybody who's never laid asphalt asphalt's extremely hot um it's actually, it's 340 degrees is how much is is the temperature of it when we lay it down on the ground and uh it retains that heat for quite a while but when it's fresh and it's loose and it hasn't been rolled it's it's a pretty dangerous thing to actually be around um i mean i've had it thrown on me with shovels and shit and had it stick to my skin it's like napalm it doesn't come off and it burns you to death and i watched a guy go to climb up off the fucking roller tripped on his fucking boot laces that was undone fell off the roller into shit that wasn't rolled like hands first just straight on his fucking it and it went wow. all down his hands and his arms and everything gave him third degree burns all over his fucking hands and arms and everything just blisters and just crazy shit man i mean it, it, it was one of the nastiest shit i've seen and it was almost instantaneous i mean and you just like you said there's nothing you can do you can't get it off like once that shit's stuck to you and it's burning, there's no getting that asphalt off. I mean, it's it's just gonna stick there until it burns up your fucking skin, and then yeah. you can just, you know, scrape it off basically. And the bad part about shit like that too is it's I mean it's oil, so it's like it's like a chemical burn, and that's like, you know, one of the worst fucking kind of burns to have. Like that shit don't heal right. It don't. It takes forever to heal. It's real nasty. So, but like I said, I mean I've. I couldn't imagine it because I've had it just thrown on me. You know, it's like when we're doing radiuses and stuff, uh, you know, going around a corner or something like that, the machine can't get it real well. So what the lay down machine operator will do is just dump a pile and you'll get rakes and shovels and you'll like mm -hmm. fill out that radius and rake it out smooth and stuff. That way, the you know, roller guy can come back and hit it. And fuck dude i've had some guy when we were just we we're just throwing that shit and honestly man it's so hot because every time you do asphalt you know it's it's like especially in the south it's probably over 100 degrees outside and then you're standing on this 340 degree shit and then you're shoveling and raking and you just feel like you want to fucking puke the whole time yeah and i'm feeling like shit man and this guy takes that fucking shovel and he ain't paying attention he's just throwing this shit into the radius you know and i'm sitting there with the rake raking it out Oh boy, he just throws a whole fucking scoop right on my arm, and that shit just bam sticks all over it, and just burns the fuck out of me. And I couldn't get it off. <laughs> Good. So, Lord. it's just pretty nasty, man. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of shit, in, man, with construction. Um, one of our guys got real lucky, and uh, he wasn't paying attention, and our uh, you know, our our fucking dozer operator was slinging it in reverse and if you've ever been in a cab dozer you can't really see too good out of it like there's yeah. a mirror up in the front and you know you've got your handles to hold on to and then a dozer when you operate it 
there's a couple of different styles. There's a joystick style that, you know, controls like the booms and all that stuff. And then, uh, you know, and then there are the, you know, the, the lift and the shit of the blade. And then all you do is you there's a switch in there where you press it forward and it sets it to a specific speed and just keeps going forward. And then you can flip it in neutral and then you can flip it back. And then there's brakes. And then there's another style where you can, you pedal steer and all that stuff instead of a joystick and all that. But either way, you're setting it to a specific speed and it's kind of hard to stop it when it's going. I mean, it's like a fucking tank. And so, uh, he threw it in reverse and he's going back up and he's pushing shit off in the dump. And this guy starts walking behind this fucking dozer and the guy can't see it. You know, he's in a blind spot and he runs over the back of his heel and it's lucky because he'd just been dozing this area and the dirt was real loose. So whenever it ran over his heel, it sunk his foot into the ground and just kind of sprained his ankle a little bit. But I mean, it's like, that could have crushed it. And uh, that would have been another one of those dozer situations. And I mean, especially if like the cleat on the fucking dozer track caught it. Mm. Oh man, dude, it would have just like cut it off. <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about all these <clears throat> landscape and construction uh stories obviously dangerous it just makes me think about how we are putting police officers up on a pedestal like they have the most dangerous job in the world and i know my job is more dangerous than i know know i rank or or fire or whatever police i uh, I stand in the road with people going 70 fucking miles an hour past me and i've got to pay attention to a bunch of fucking machinery everywhere police don't even rank in the top 20 i think they're like number 23 or 24 and the uh most dangerous jobs in the u.s but most yeah. of them don't do anything i know i know but we're, we're supposed to put them up on a pedestal and uh you know just this this so, boot licking I mean, cop love I, I i don't understand it i don't get it um yeah, you can respect it, it, law and order without worshiping police. Exactly. It's it's hero worship, you know, and, yeah. and we got a lot of it right after 9-11, you know, with the, the fire department, the police. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I just I have a big issue with it, especially with the way that uh, the police treat citizens now. Well, the fire department, uh, I understand. Um, you know, I work yeah, with yeah, guys, I work with yeah. I work with that. That's a dangerous job there. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. They. they They've sort of earned or some level of admiration. Yeah, one of the guys. Even I if they're doing with, it, I don't know how you'd be a firefighter for the wrong reasons. Oh, I'm just in it for the glory. Yeah. Fine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. You're still doing the job, right? Yeah. You know, one of the guys I work with is an ex-firefighter. He's retired and he just mm-hmm. is collecting retirement and working for us just for extra cash. You know, yeah, something to do. But uh, I've man, he's told stories, and it's like those guys are fucking heroic. I mean, you know, crawling on your fucking gut in a burning fucking building, going to rescue mm-hmm. people. I mean, that's that's something to be, uh, you know, to give kudos to. Um, and there yeah, are good officers too, but I mean, oh. you know, there's it, yeah. Like, I, mean, I, w- I wasn't saying that there wasn't. I was just, you know, it's it's the 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 hero worship, I guess, that I get an issue with, or that. Like the the people online, <clears throat> I know uh, I saw a video on Facebook yesterday. I think it was you know some idiots were on a motorcycle and they were kind of running from the cops, but they they really weren't hurting anybody. The streets that they were on weren't like busy streets, 
and uh, the cops were chasing him, swerving back and forth. And uh, one of these guys like hit the brakes, gets behind the cop and goes to pass him on the other side. This cop opens up his door and hits the motorcyclist and the guy just, you know, right over the handlebars. And I go into the comments and there's everybody. Well, if he just would have stopped, if he wasn't breaking the law, yada, 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 you know, going on that. And I'm just like, God almighty. It's, and it was everybody taken up for the cop. You know, I, I think that was kind of a shit move on the cops end. Like you've got the guy's tag number, obviously. Like, so you're like, going to kill someone over speed. Exactly. Yeah. Don't pursue it. You know, go get a warrant. You have it on your dash cam or whatever and deal with it later. They're not going to be, yeah. you know, they, you license, once you know where he lives, yeah, once you blue light them, chances are they're going to go home. They're going, they're going to get out of Dodge. They don't want to be on the road much long after you uh, discover them doing whatever it is they're doing. You know, a buddy of mine, uh, the, actually the, the same guy that I've told the story about with the, the thing chasing him uh, got charged with uh, vehicular homicide or it was some type of uh, homicide or manslaughter or something. What happened was uh, they had went out and this is all behind him now. So I'll, I'll kind of tell the story, but they, they went out and the, the city of Gastonia is, they have like a, a no chase policy. And I think what got him out of the charge was him and another guy took off because I think they had been drinking and, and neither of them had their motorcycle license either. And they were going to get on the interstates. Uh, my buddy goes to get on the southbound lane. The other guy goes to get on the northbound lane. And when he does, he hit a manhole. Uh, and it, caused him to fishtail and threw him backwards off of the bike and basically he hit a telephone pole with his back and it wrapped him around broke his spine killed him on impact and my buddy was actually a pallbearer at his funeral and uh, they were best friends he had nothing to do with it he was already on the interstate they just decided to run at the same time but since they both ran they charged my friend with some type of uh, murder charge or, or, you know, death by vehicle type charge or whatever when he had nothing to do with it. Now, Felony thing, murder. Think, yeah, that, that really got him out of it was there was a newspaper article and they were talking about the um, they charged him with that and then like fleeing blue light and siren or fleeing to elude and um since Gastonia has a, uh, a no chase policy, how could they charge him with eluding the police if they never turned the blue lights on, on him? And that was the big thing. Uh, the, the cop, she was a rookie. She did blue light, him, but then she lied about blue light. Them. So that, that was kind of the thing there. And, uh, but you know, they were trying to avoid, uh, the city of Gastonia, at least, were trying to avoid incidents like this happening. Uh, people getting killed on on motorcycles because a lot of these guys would run. There was a big, you know, street bike community there in, in Gastonia, and uh, you know, you would know the the bad guys because they would flip their uh, license plate up, bend it up, just you know, like in an L to where the cops can yep. see it. Yep. Thing. I I uh, I'm I'm not going to incriminate. Too. I'm not going to incriminate myself, but uh, right. 
I may or may not have been uh, <laughs> one of those type of people at some point yeah. in my life. So, uh, but yeah, man, even my, my buddy, um, like the guy who passed away, I, I didn't personally know him, but I know that his family was even speaking on my friend's behalf, even in the newspaper. Um, they were doing interviews with his sister and the sister was like, look, he didn't have anything to do with it. I don't know why they're charging him with this. My brother's the one that decided to run, you know, he's in the ground because of the decisions that he made, not what our, my friend made, you know, the decisions he made. So, um, yeah, it was a big thing, which I'm, I'm glad that he got out of that, but yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was scary, uh, there for a couple months. Uh, they try to do the same thing with people who street race each other in a car and someone crashes and dies you know and it's like how can that be the other person's fault man you know it's like that's fucking stupid like you're both grown-ass adults you both made a decision to do it somebody couldn't handle their shit they couldn't something went wrong how is that the other person's fault total misconception about how the state works well, yeah, somebody's I going d- to jail. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I'm just yeah. saying, like, you know, if I you don't. look at it on a logical standpoint, it's oh, like, well, Jesus, I know <laughs> that's, the asking, world its head. <laughs> that's asking a whole lot. But I mean, you know, because because, <laughs> uh, you know, before I got a CDL, um, you know, I come from a background of fucking racing, you know, uh, since I was a little kid racing fucking dirt bikes and moved on to racing sport bikes and racing fucking cars. And I've always been a gearhead, you know? And it's like all of us who done that shit understood, you know, that there was an inherent risk involved in it. And, uh, sure. especially racing on the road. I mean, cause you know, uh, I was, you know, not the fucking brag, but I was one of the best fucking riders in this entire area. Um, you know, I was very, barely beatable on a track, let alone the fucking street. And, uh, you know, it was one of those. We deals, should note but... that Noam's area is mostly populated from turnouts of a shutdown mental institution. He's <laughs> <laughs> still top wheels, oh. top wheels on the street. <laughs> um, no, but but for real, you know, I, I was I was really big in the sport bike racing, mm-hmm. and uh, I did it for many years. And you know, the guys I rode with, we were serious, and uh, we weren't. I, I I guess I could say all day we weren't stupid about it. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think going, you know, 140 fucking miles an hour on the on a public road is a good idea at any means, and I would never well, suggest anybody else do it. But even, you know, the we were, that we I were, was in would say, do we were it skilled at, riders, at like 3 though. in the morning, though. You know, you weren't doing it rush hour either, were you? You know, you were making decisions where it was late at night. There wasn't a lot of traffic out or it was a well, place that was not heavily populated. I mean, at least the guys that I know would would make conscious decisions. It, when we did like car that. racing, that's how it was. Now, yeah, with, yeah. With, with with my sport bikes, you know, it, I live in an area where it, people come all over the country to come and ride these roads on motorcycles because they're just back road you know they're they're kind of out in the country out in the mountainous Mm -hmm. areas out in the canyons and it's just a bunch of twisty fucking roads everywhere yeah and i mean we would wear full leather suits i mean i was dragging a knee with my sparkies on shooting fucking sparks off my knees and stuff like that and i mean we were riding hard um and i still to this day think it'd be retarded you know if like one of us wrecked or something and died and then all of us got blamed for it it's like you know, we always always seen it as like, dude, we knew the risks. Like when yeah, we exactly. got on those when we got on those motorcycles, 
you know, we put the full leather suit on and the boots and got all the gear and we went out and hit those fucking roads as hard as we possibly could. All of us knew that there was a chance that one of us wouldn't come back that day. And I know that sounds like morbid or like or or like you're in the military and you're going out on a mission, but it's it it is. I mean, that was the thought process we had in it. We're going out, we're having fun, we're doing something that's really dangerous and uh one of us might die and uh it ain't anybody's fault you know it's it's just it is what it is it's part of the fucking thing and i think uh you know when lawmakers and stuff or like the judicial system sees it any different i mean it's nuts because it's like i didn't fucking tell that guy to ride that way i mean yeah and especially in the community we rode with the the biggest thing we'd always tell guys is like hey all of us are track experience you know, we're all really good. Some of us have fucking race licenses and race on teams. You know, don't try to keep up with us if you don't have the skill. Like, we'll 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 set up points. We'll set up spots where we all just stop and meet up and wait for the guys to catch up. It ain't nothing on, on you. We don't see you as less of a rider. You know, we aren't burdened by it. You know, we're just taking a break anyways. Like, you don't fucking ride past your limit and meet up with us. If you can ride and keep up with us, you got the skill do it. You know, I got an issue. I got to take care of. I'll be right back. But yeah, I mean, it, it was always one of those things, man. It's like, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> whether it was car racing, drag racing or, or riding the fucking sport bikes on twisty roads. I mean, it, it everybody always knew, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you, you could either go to jail or you could die. Like there, there's not a lot of good outcomes from this, but yeah. it's something we enjoy doing. So we're going to fucking do it. You know, talking about going to jail, did you see what's going on in France? What they, uh, they just announced about the, about, uh, about the, the, jab. the, the jab. Yeah. Like re- yeah, literally requiring businesses to, to uh-huh. check cards, vaccination cards and stuff. Yeah. So and basically if, they, if, yeah. if the, yeah, well, well one, if you don't, have if you can't prove that you've been jabbed then you can have six months in jail and then if you are a business and you're not following the protocol and checking these people then they also i guess the owners of the business or the people at the business can Mm -hmm. face up to six months in jail yep yep it's it's Um, like an absurd it was like fifty thousand pounds and up to six months in jail was the uh this is ludicrous or fifty thousand euros my my my, my bad yeah yeah but dude that's terrifying and this is uh for all the people that wanted to call us conspiracy theorists a year and a half ago when we were talking about the dangers of mandating something they said that we were crazy we're conspiracy theorists but it's i can't remember who uh i think it was don jr that uh said you you want to know what the uh the difference between the truth and a conspiracy theory is about six months you know that ain't no so, shit dude that ain't I no know. fucking shit yeah and, and you know the other the other on the other flip side of of shit uh you know i brought up that article um i think it was a couple of shows ago it was the one before eric i believe the eric interview um uh-huh. where i brought up that article Mighty about, fine interview i must say yeah yeah dude uh once again eric you're a beautiful person, man. Uh, we want to just have you on just to bullshit again sometime because uh, mm-hmm. that was that was sweet. But uh, yeah, one of the one of the things that I brought up though was an article about the Biden administration administration wanting to scan your text messages to see if you're spreading COVID misinformation. Well, 
Yes. Now we're taking it to another level. Um, and not yeah. just here, but in which, you know, I'm not fucking stupid to this. This is, it, they look at our messages and spy on our shit anyways. The problem sure. is, is that they can't use it in a court because it's illegally obtained. I mean, it's easily fightable in that sense. Right. So it's illegally obtained evidence without a warrant. Um, but, well, another thing, ha- have you heard about uh, Project Pegasus that they've been talking about here uh, in the yeah, last that's couple a- days? Well, Project Pegasus ain't nothing new. It's actually, it's an Israeli, yeah, yeah. yeah it's an Israeli, uh, you know, created program that can basically break just about any phone or any computer or anything and uh and just by sending a text you don't it's not like malware that you have to open up and download a file or something they could send a text to your phone and basically bam have access it was created by Mossad. um yeah yeah but uh so the thing i was bringing up though is that now i read an article just yesterday when i was at work driving around that uh the uk and this is this is happening. I mean, it was it was like five hundred something votes to like hundred and forty, I think was the figure. Four yeah. against. And what it is is that they're going to now mandatory scan everyone's email, everyone's text message, and everything else on the sense of we want to see if people are sending child abuse material. But they're they're going really? to fucking they're gonna they're gonna mandatory Every last text message you send to receive, every email you send to receive, every social media thing, the state now has the law or the the authority to look at all of it, view all of it. And they're using, they even admitted how they're doing it. They're using a AI uh, algorithm that scans for all of it um, and records and stores every last bit of data from every person in the UK and, you know, that's it. I mean, they'll, they'll see all of it. And like I said, the parliament there voted 500. I, I believe that was a figure. It was like 500 to 140 uh, for and against. And uh, so it's wow. going into effect in the next six months that this is going to happen to everybody who lives in the UK. All their yeah. fucking messaging throughout all apps. And they're also planning on passing a bill to where they're going to ban any kind of encrypted messaging service like signal or anything like that uh-huh. from being able to be downloaded on a phone or a computer from the app store in the UK. And, uh, and that way, um, no kind of encrypted encrypted messaging service can be used. Uh, but they're also looking at an alternative where if those companies want to operate in the UK, they will have to give, uh, the UK government a backdoor access. They'll have to program it in with an update to these services, um, backdoor access to every single encrypted messaging software. So where the government can receive it. So, well, let me, let me throw this in the mix there. Then if, if that's happening across the UA with the text or the UK, I'm sorry, with the text messages, what happens to, let's say you and I have friends in the UK and we're sending messages back and forth to them. Do they have access to the communications? <clears throat> they obviously have access to the communications. Yes. We have, yes. Because, that, <clears throat> because well, anything was, you send them to a UK person yeah. is going to be read. But what I was going to say is they would say that it's illegal for the united states to spy on its own citizens right 
But one of the ways that the intelligence community for years have gotten around things is by using other countries like the UK. The yeah, UK exactly. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. So with that, if any of us, or let's, let's just say some, some podcasters or people in this community were reaching out to podcasters across the pond and text messages, things like that, their intelligence community could easily pick up on something. And then I'm sure use something like Pegasus on a phone because they say that, well, if it's spreading disinformation or, or anything and label label us as terrorists or, or whatever it is that the, they're planning on doing, that's just, with them opening that up, <clears throat> I guess the point that I'm trying to relay is we should be worried about this not it happening here in the U.S., but just what could happen with like the two-hop rule and, and things like that to where uh, another intelligence agency can start looking in on us and then relay that message to somebody here. To well, there's also the issue of um, international laws with people within NATO and other things like that yeah. where essentially if they deemed you sending something illegal, which could be, uh, you sending someone the N word, for instance, to somebody. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, there could be a- extradition that's brought mm-hmm. up, and then you could be tried in a UK court, and that's very possible. Um, I will say that the likelihood of Pegasus being used on uh, average citizens is almost next to nothing because uh, it is such an advanced technology, and I've read stuff about this and heard uh snowden talk about pegasus and this yeah, light yeah. Mm-hmm. is that uh it's such a secretive and advanced technology um that widespread use of it uh would be you know not very beneficial to Mossad um essentially because someone could make workarounds for it or find ways to crack it and things like that and uh it's mainly used against other intelligence assets. Well, and it's probably so, one of the things to where it's not using AI to gather intelligence. It's it's actually uh, uh, one person sitting on a phone or a computer that's looking into your stuff. As and like to I said, it's more it, it's sure. m- Pegasus is more reserved for spy versus spy. I guess you could right, say. right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because there's plenty of things in the civilian sector they can spy on you with. It's not a problem. Sure. Um, but when you're talking about heavily encrypted government devices that are being used in spycraft, um, that's where something like Pegasus is used against another intelligence agency from an enemy company or country, uh, you know, um, against terrorist cells, things like that. Um, Pegasus, as much as it is a scary thing, it's not going to be used against just your average Joe civilian. I, I, I really don't think so, just because it is such a valuable asset to the intelligence community. Right. Whereas, like, any old intelligence operative can just, you know, well, uh, just, you know, give me your phone records. Uh, for, you know, go ask a, yeah. a, a fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they don't need something that crazy because they can simply just... Obtain phone records or ask Google for your fucking email, you know, because, I mean, the the intelligence agency does that anywhere Uh, in the U.S. They do the same thing. I mean, the FBI can do it. Uh, 
you know, they can ask Google, like, we're monitoring this guy, you know, give us his email stuff and we're going to get in it and look at it and they'll comply with the intelligence. So, I mean, like the idea of using Pegasus isn't necessarily pertinent to, uh, you know, the average civilian. It It is more of a spy versus spy, spy craft type of situation. And uh, that makes sense because you'd want to reserve a technology that's that that crazy. Um, you you wouldn't want someone to find ways to have defenses against it, so you wouldn't use it. I mean, it's the same logic behind uh, black budget projects, for instance, like with with technology, uh, aircraft, whatever. I mean, you don't just bring it out for every little thing, or someone makes ways to to combat against it, or detect it, or yeah. do whatever. Um, they said the intelligence agencies don't need that against civilians because it's all easy to obtain civilian information, even using encrypted stuff. Because, I mean, as we've seen, almost every fucking, you know, thing like three percenters or oath keepers or whatever the fuck. I mean, you know, intelligence agencies just pose as your friend and then get themselves involved in your shit and you invite them to your encrypted fucking text message thing and they get all the information anyways. So, mm-hmm. um, good old fashioned, I guess you could say police work or intelligence work works just fine against the civilian sector that doesn't have access to extreme technologies with encryption and so on and so forth. So, like I said, I don't think you'd ever, uh, get your phone pegasus by Mossad, frankly. Um, there's no need for it. So there could also just be I mean, they're spying on everybody everybody everywhere at all times. So when they make some well, story yeah. about them spying on uh, you know specific people. Well, well look I'm, at um, look at what they did with uh the January sixth incident where they they basically showed all these little tiny dots uh, right. Yeah, they knew where everybody real time. was. Yeah, they knew where everybody was back then. But honestly, I think that was more of a stingray type thing uh, than anything. But uh, I could be wrong. But that just goes to show right there that, like, they were showing that on the news and they were open about it. You know, and that's that's well, terrifying. There's nothing you and I can do about stuff like that. It doesn't matter nothing. what you do. Yeah. I, I mean, because the the reality is, is that. Um, sure, there's things you can combat, like you can use encrypted message services and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, it's like you were saying, uh, you look at that, they were able to see everyone who was involved yeah. in it because of their cell phone data pinging off of towers. Mm-hmm. And they can do that anytime they want. And, you know, um, I'm not a big Apple proponent, but, um, it was nice to hear a while back, you know, when Apple said, no, yes. we're not, we're not going to give you yeah. this information. Now, Over one of the shooters. Now, w- did it matter? No, because no. the FBI and the NSA just fucking hacked Apple and got mm-hmm. into their fucking system and got their shit, got the information they wanted anyways. But the fact is, is that they didn't give it to them through uh, legal means or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, if they want it, they'll get it. And there's nothing you can fucking do about it. And uh, yep. I know that's a shitty way to act. And but I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, if you want to be totally fucking gray, man, what you got to do is go is get rid of every electronic you own and go yeah. live in a cave somewhere because that's yeah. well, the I was only gonna way say, you're gonna fucking do it. The like, the companies themselves have you know there used to be 
a little bit of a workaround to where you could take the battery out of your phone. They've made that can't do impossible that. now. Can't, can't do that can't no do that more. Now. So you want to talk about collusion and uh, conspiracies and people working together. There you go. You know, that didn't uh, just come out of nowhere. Everybody decide, all right, we're going to make every single battery sealed. You know? Well, I mean, it's like Snowden was talking about, too. Um, every every hardware company in America is actually required to give NSA backdoors on all their hardware. Back, yeah. Um, there's backdoors built into there's a way to exploit Intel processors um, quite easily with backdoors. Let's go routers are all backdoored. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's you know, that's why I said, I mean, you you can use protections that don't put you on the map per se like like you know you can use tor you can use vpns you can use encrypted message services that will limit your exposure i guess i could say uh that 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 will keep you off the map but if you're on their map they're gonna figure out every fucking thing you do say talk about fucking look at whatever you i mean once you're on their map that's it and that's the whole thing about it. I mean, it's like you're not going to be safe and protected and whatever because there's backdoors built into every device you have. They can request all the information from ISPs and your phone providers. They can quite literally hack the shit because they have backdoors to it. I mean, it don't it don't fucking make a fuck. Like I said, the the whole point is is not getting on the radar, not getting to the point where they want to look at you. And uh Frankly, the way I see it is sure a lot of stuff's being spied on, but I mean, if you're just the average Joe and you're really not doing anything, you know, particularly super illegal or nothing, you know, I mean, you're not really on their radar per se. They don't give a shit. You know, there's 330 million people here and plus, you know, millions of people all over the world. They're looking at it any given fucking time and you saying the n-word or that you hate the government on some app probably ain't gonna get you on some fucking you know extreme watch list where they're wanting to backdoor all your information and shit but um you know like i said there is ways that they'll do it you know if you if you if you end up uh in their sites they're gonna fucking get you regardless and it ain't gonna matter what the fuck you do uh Briefly, what I was dealing with over here, I managed to spill beer all over my fucking keyboard and break it. So <laughs> the first couple of minutes were trying to save it with paper towel and a vacuum cleaner, but then I had to go dig out my uh, my Amazon Basics backup, <clears throat> which probably has key logging software built uh, yeah. into it out of the factory. Well, you know, but uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be working off a shitty keyboard for the next week or so oh you'll be all right i think i'll live I've broken I, it on, on, a, on other note uh my uh russian letter keys for my keyboard should be here soon oh yeah yeah i've got a cyrillic key replacement for my keyboard um for people who don't know, uh, or dabble a little bit in the uh, Rushka language, so uh, I've got a keyboard keys that I'm that it's pretty cool actually. It took me a while to find them because a lot of it's just stick on, like over over stick, like you know, little stickies that go over your keys. But uh, I wanted to retain the glow on my illuminated keyboard, and so I actually found keys where. 
they're completely Cyrillic replacement keys for the keyboard that have, you know, that have the clear letters in them so the backlight on your keyboard shines through them like normal. And in other news that nobody cares about, Canada will be opening its doors or its borders to fully vaccinated Americans on August Ooh. 9th. I read this. I was like, oh, well, I'm still never going to go to Canada ever again. So who the fuck cares? <laughs> you know, was, there, it, was there, anybody like aching to go to Canada? Unless if it was fucking no. up at your job. Well, everybody aching to go to Canada. If if I wanted to pay $14 for a box of Kraft mac and cheese, I'd go to Canada. Yeah, or like $6 for a half a liter of gas. (laughs) No, liter of cola. Liter of cola. We're going to Canada for French fries and mayonnaise. Gravy. Gravy, they call it, right? Poutine. Poutine. Yeah. Dude, poutine's good as a motherfucker. Don't hate on the poutine. Never had it. Man, you're missing out. Fucking, I don't know where I would get it. Um, I'm sure there's places to sell it. Like, there's a little, there's a little uh, restaurant downtown in the city I work at. They, they call it dirty fries, but it's poutine. I mean, uh it's you know, goat cheese curds and fucking gravy on fries. So, man, you know, that's uh huh. Just throwing that headline out there for shits and giggles. Eddie, you got liver mush down in Arkansas? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You you I, you can't find it here. Um, it's it's huge in North Carolina. Um, there's actually the county, uh, right beside of Gaston County. Um, they have a uh, liver mush festival every year, and uh, Andrew Zimmern uh, had a Bizarre Foods on Food Network. Or on Travel Channel or wherever. I know he was on Food Network and Travel Channel, but he well, it's was kind of like there. red. It's like redneck pate, dude. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Like the closest thing that you can get to Aqua. it here is either Scrabble or liver pudding. And uh, when I was down in North Carolina on the fourth, I came back with uh, a good bit of the both the hot and regular liver mush, and I still haven't. Uh, cut into it yet i've got one in the uh have you ever ate pates you like pates yeah yeah i've had it yeah i like cat does i like liver pates yeah yeah how did i know you were gonna talk shit about it you know hammer always tells me i'm fucking gay for food because you are gay for food food. dude i'm a a fat man dude i love my food i know you're where you you wear around you're gay for food i used to be fat but uh Never, I've never had the love for food too. Yeah, I just, I appreciate, I appreciate a good meal. (laughs) I appreciate a good meal, man. And and from any culture, I don't, I, I'll fucking eat anything. That's the thing. It's just because you give me shit for knowing what I like. Not, I've uh, given the crap about other stuff. No, you're just, you're just a pain in the ass. You don't want to try. You're like a little kid. You won't try nothing new. (laughs) I'm a man. I know what I like. That I, I just want my chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. No, it's you know. What about order, South, order a burger South, everywhere you go? South meat. The higher end uh, places, you get a steak. Yeah, no, dude, you give South? me South. South. Yeah. Like sauce. No, South. S o u c e. It's a no. It's a pork pork product with. It's like. Oh shit! Almost like a. Um, they use like gelatin and fat and then different pork parts and 
uh, it's got like a vinegar base to it too. Oh, okay. So, uh, that's a really, that's actually a really common Russian dish, believe it or not. Yeah. They call it souse meat. Um, but like some of the same companies that make liver mush and like nieces, um, there's a company that makes sausage, liver mush. They make souse meat. Um, sometimes you can get it in a block and then sometimes you can get it like cut really thin, uh, you know, to make a sandwich with or whatever. But I didn't know if you, that was a thing down there either, but, uh, yeah, it's called a it's called a kolodets in Russian. It's a, it's like a jellied meat product, but like a a meat jello mold type thing. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my meat jello. It's pretty I, common. I like most pickle. impoverished cultures. Yeah, meat gelatin. Well, I mean, it's 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 basically it's really rich in nutrients. I mean, if you you've got to think of it from a standpoint of bone like marrow, the, right? Yeah, them going through communism. Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> it's hard to get more nutrients than bone marrow. Yeah, you're just you're basically boiling out the bone marrow and then uh, using the leftover, you know, bits and pieces from the meat that you've thrown in there and cut up, and then uh, you let it set up and put it in a mold, and you know, you you've got an yeah. extremely nutrient rich meal that's cheap. Uh, there's nothing wrong but, with that. I mean, that's just that's that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, my peculiarities around food disappear when I go into survival mode. Like I've stated, just you know, accept cannibalism now because it will make the future a lot easier. Mm-hmm. You won't be, you won't hear me like, oh, I don't like that. I don't want to touch that. That's got a weird texture. No, I, I would probably eat every bit of you. <laughs> stay away from the more fatty people. I, I would think. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't. I hadn't ate a human yet. Um, the day's not over. So I don't yeah, know. well, it's going to be a learning or... experience about just I know, like I know. how to eyeball how to eyeball a person. Tell yeah, if before, like you can look at a too... cow. Like even with my uneducated eye, I can look at the cow and tell like oh, that's to learn. Before too long, good, we'll be eating soylent green and uh, using yeah. old people kindring. So you know. yeah, but only well, I'll just be calling that ironically because it's clearly I'm eating the person that I just murdered. <laughs> get exalted by some corporation yeah would you like some more soylent green i mean kevin kevin am i getting too hyperbolic when are we gonna get canceled for this promoting cannibalism fired <laughs> <laughs> spreading disinformation about cannibalism yeah man that's a that's another thing the disinformation and the misinformation oh, yeah yeah who, who are they to... liars that's who yeah. they are they're fucking yeah. liars i know I, I, there was one uh, arbiters of the truth. Uh. Uh, it was it was no agenda that that um, was playing the clip of some one of the White House reporters. It was kind of firing back at at Jen Psaki um, by saying, "Okay, well, what about all the bullshit that y'all was saying six months ago yeah. that turned out to be true?" And she completely avoided that question. Didn't have an answer for it. You know, not even a circle back around. It was kind of, you know. Jeez, uh, that woman or whatever, Zuckerberg in a wig. That Chucky yeah. doll. Chucky yeah. doll. Yeah, that pippy long stockings. And I guess apparently she's going to be uh, leaving her post at the end of the year. Or, or in a year from year. now, apparently. Year. Uh, yeah. So. Not soon enough. No. Bring back Kaylee McEnany. I don't care if she's 
oh, on the yeah. right side of things. <laughs> like, yeah, there would dude, be no she, better decision than any she was any administration to bring her in, man. Well, she yeah, was, she about was good she was relations smart, with the people. And she was fucking great to look at, man. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she was yeah. fucking whip smart and fucking on fire hot. Dude, I never saw anybody like get her like miscombobulated or or stung. She had that book. Or, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she had answers. Was, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to look into that for you." Bullshit! You're not gonna do fuck after. Not gonna do fuck yeah. after this. Look, you didn't she hear. tell you um, right there. Uh, um, yeah. with her, dude. Circle back, circle back. I'm gonna circle back, circle back. back circle back. Um, it's like, uh, well, the animosity we're getting from this crowd is just like any amount of honesty that reaches them is, uh, you know, it's like yeah. sunlight to a vampire. <laughs> I mean, Kaylee, she got she got pissed off because the fucking press corps or the White House press corps full of fucking retards. <laughs> you know, <laughs> y'all are so dumb. <laughs> but she kept her kept her shit, and yeah, I don't God. know. Maybe I just had the blonde blinders on. But dude, I've got to say, job. Trump was a fucking Chad. Uh, that motherfucker. He just had all the hot women around him. Yeah, look at his wife, best looking first lady ever. Well, he did have. Um, no, he uh, had that one nasty bitch at first, but then he he uh, he. Oh yeah, Sanders. right. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yes, yeah, her oh, eyes yeah. were fighting, fighting yeah. to touch but each other. He he made up for it with Kaylee. Let's be honest. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Here's this. You're gonna what remember was, her forever. Who was his first one? Sean. It was Sean Pence or not Pence. Uh, Sean. Um, Sean Spicer, 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 Spicer. I don't know. Yeah, like Forgettable, that. not Kaylee. Yeah, exactly. It was, <laughs> yeah, him, <laughs> him, then uh, Miss Beady Eyes, and uh, yeah, yeah. Her eyes are both losing a tug of war against each yeah, other. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, good. How does it do that, Kaylee? Man, oh, man. Uh, Hall of we, Fame. We, we actually haven't even at all really talked about the um, Maricopa County and the stuff that's going right, on yeah. there. And, I, mean, I want to that, touch on that bit. I'm so disillusioned. Maricopa County. Shit. There's and been we've, really I mean, big news come out of there. Um, dude, but like we were talking about like, probably after the show, like we have video evidence. We've all seen yeah. the video evidence. It's documented. The fraud is yeah. fucking documented. We yeah. watched it happen live. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Such a complete resistance to the truth well, that it goes back to what what we've talked about a lot before, and it's it's that play on words. And I'll give credit no Jennifer. Yeah, no, no widespread. Yeah, well, the, the widespread, but then there's voter, and then there's election, and they will say, yeah, there's no widespread voter fraud, but they won't talk about election fraud. And, and yeah, the what we have here is election fraud not voter fraud it's not individuals going up doing this it's it's the people that are running the election yeah. that are doing it so it's it's the the election officials that are that are doing this and i mean mistake or not i i don't see you know with with these digital scans that they have you know that they're running um these entire boxes through to me that's just not a screw up that you have once in one precinct much less multiple times multiple boxes getting scanned twice you know and uh that's 
looks like that's happening down in um uh the georgia i forget what county yeah they just they just called for a a new audit yeah i loved it at the beginning it was like well we did the recount yeah but you counted all the fake ballots too you just recounted everything you already had it's not it's not an audit that doesn't improve it it just that proves that your initial fraudulent count was correct yeah (laughs) that's that's the only thing you did like double down on your nonsense i've got this article here from a gateway pundit let me bring it up on scene uh cyber ninjas cyber ninjas found so many issues with the voting machines and processes in maricopa county it's a wonder the previous auditors didn't find these issues too well bring it up on screen you shitter i am i am i just wanted to finish reading ah there we go Ben Cotton's team is auditing the IT-related practices and policies in the 2020 election in Maricopa County. He shared some important items during his presentation last week that any good IT auditor would find. Um, pointed out previously that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors hired two election firms because they knew these firms would give them a clean bill of health. Blah, blah, blah. It was it just... I just like I, without even reading this, I know they're just gonna just rehash shit that we already knew was was fucked up with this from the beginning, because that's what a lot of these um just quote unquote discoveries are. It's just uh, you know they're taking half a year to come around to where the rest of us were on the first fucking night, having yeah. seen this stuff and then heard you know the confessions from people that came out in the following days and then that fuck it was it a was that a post Washington Post article or New York? Was it the New York? I forget. They were defending the or safeguarding the election or whatever the fuck. They basically admitted everything they did just to steal the election for the Democrats. They just did it, you know, because they're altruists and right. they, they're, they care about all of us so much and voting integrity. Um, I'll read the first couple of paragraphs here. Uh, it's difficult to task. It's a, it's a difficult task for these auditors because Maricopa County has been completely uncooperative, even with basic questions referring auditors to lawyers. This all provides some or this all provides more support that the subject under audit, the auditees are guilty and doing everything they can to p- postpone the election. And that's what we I mean, that's what, the sort of shit we've seen at every turn. The, um, I mean, early on, joke was, was like, you see that somebody has started a bunch of fires intentionally and you think you know it did it and you ask them and the response is arson isn't a thing yeah arson doesn't exist nobody has ever started a fire intentionally for their own gain that's just you're a crazy person to thinking for thinking that anybody would ever do that and at this point man um i mean what we're up against is a uh, it's it's just a truth vacuum it doesn't it doesn't matter if anything gets closed it just sucks it up and destroys it um it's completely immune to fact and uh it's sort of a hard thing to figure out how we're going to get around that ever i've always had the feeling that most of our elections are just totally nonsense i mean i haven't voted in years and years because i just lost complete faith in the system and 
this was this just backed up all my negative feelings and was a like clear example of why I don't participate anymore. But Godspeed to all these people. Um, causing noise behind the scenes or whatever good it does, there gets you know smarter traps, smarter rats. They're just going to have to get more creative the next time they feel like stealing an election. Yeah. <clears throat> well, fuck, boys. It's uh, it's getting to be that time. It sure is. Time flies when you're talking about nothing. That seems to be the case every time. That's why my days are only four hours long. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, I don't know, man. It's been another another show. Uh, It's episode, episode 23. We're just trucking along. 23, yeah, man, we're putting them away. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, I think when we hit that magic 50, it's time to celebrate. We should do something. Maybe an interaction with the, uh, maybe we'll do a poll on the Discord or something and see uh, what people in the community want to see from us. We'll do like a, a 50, uh, episode 50 special or something like that. Maybe Dusty can just tolerate us getting completely shithoused and see what that turns into. <laughs> <laughs> 50 for 50 and I, I, I attempt to drink 50 beers and like I'm passed out on 9 <laughs> <laughs> what are you it's, it's gonna be like the fucking Wade Boggs challenge of podcasts yeah, right. uh... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I just get I just be so sick and full of foam it's just be me bent over moaning <laughs> be my <laughs> contribution I mean to think of something better All right, boys. Well, uh, <clears throat> it's been another good show. Um, Showing sure up. Everybody come check us out on Thursday. If you haven't listened to our last show with our interview, Eric Hill, uh, it's a good one. Got some good stories about people dying, people seeing the afterlife. Um, you know, some good anti-smoking sentiment that's not state-run chill bullshit. And... Uh, yeah. Some really good military stories, so go ahead and check that episode out. Um, and with that being said, I've been Gnome. I'm still Hammer. I'm still Dustin. Go God, no wooden nickels. And, uh, you know, peace out and keep your buttholes tight. <laughs>